HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Many people in our food community have been seriously impacted by Superstorm Sandy, and our hearts go out to them. At HRN, we've been covering these stories since the storm hit. To learn more, visit our website at www.heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program has been brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons, third-generation cure masters producing the country's best dry-cured and aged hams, bacon, and sausage. For more information, visit surreyfarms.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, this is Diane Stemple. I'm subbing for Anne Saxelby, and you're listening to Cutting the Curd live on the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can, if you're not listening live, you can get it archived on the HeritageRadioNetwork.org or a podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Today, our topic is the Cheesemonger Certification Program developed by the American Cheese Society, and my guests are two newly minted CCPs, which stands for Certified Cheese Professional. Welcome to both Amy Thompson and Elena Santagate. Hello. Hi. Thanks, Diane. You're very welcome. Let me tell the audience a little bit about you both before we start talking, asking questions. Amy Thompson has been in cheese for about eight years, going on nine. Her first cheese job was at Murray's. That's where I met her. And she also worked for Consider Bardwell Farm. And she's currently the manager and head cheesemonger of Lucy's Way, which is a wonderful all-American cheese shop in Chelsea Market. She studied religious studies at the Indiana University, and she's from Indiana. Elena is the currently the lead cheesemonger and buyer at Beecher's Handmade Cheese, which coincidentally is also all American cheese. And she has been in cheese maybe three years, but she's really she dove right in. She started making cheese in her tiny tiny Brooklyn apartment, and she did both her old career and her new career for a while, and now she's full time cheese. So I want to congratulate you both on passing the test. It was the first time the test was given by American Cheese Society, and I have a bunch of questions to ask you about your experiences. Great. Thanks. 
Yeah, thanks. Okie doke. Now, let's see. This question I want both of you to answer. Amy, can you go first? How did you decide to take the test? How did I decide? Well, I got an email discussing the exam and the test, and I thought, well, I should ask my boss if she says yes, and I should do it. Sounds great. I want to be part of the cheese community um, for the rest of my career. I'm, I'm in the cheese world. I'm mm-hmm. here to stay. So to become a certified cheese professional sounded like the right thing to do, given the opportunity. Okay. How about you, Elena? For me, I was I had just recently started at Beecher's in February of this year, and I um, I was so eager and excited about working full time in cheese after a few years of um, doing it alongside some other things. So I just was eager to connect with more people in the cheese professional community and then also to learn more which I figured would happen you know while studying for the exam mm-hmm. did you have any trouble meeting the criteria for the test I kind of just made it in terms of uh, how I had worked with cheese and in cheese mm-hmm. for the previous two and a half years or so okay um, so I felt lucky about that and then also I had a lot of support from uh, my boss and mm-hmm. the owner of Beecher's so they sort of helped me get in, you know, get on board in terms of financially taking okay. the test. Okay, so both of your bosses loved the idea. Yes. Yes. Okay. Were you eager? Were you intimidated? A little bit of both? I think yes, both. both. <laughs> <laughs> Were you worried the test was going to be too hard? I was. Mm-hmm. Too easy? Um, I wasn't worried it was going to be too easy. I was worried that... Um, not that it would be too hard, but that I hadn't prepared the right um, topics. Okay, okay. How much time from deciding to take the test was there before the test? Eight months. Oh, so a long yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you were in the same study group? Yes. Okay. So you pretty much decided to study the same things. How did the study group work? Tell, tell me, Amy. Well, we uh, and some other cheesy friends of ours um, looked at the study guide, um, what had been put together, the body of knowledge, and we decided the best way to do it would be divide by topics and assign each of, each of us topics, and then we would present to our colleagues. So it worked, it worked really well because every topic that we then studied was through a different voice, through a different study. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you pick topics you knew, or did you pick topics that you were out of your area of familiarity? I think we tried to pick topics that were outside of our area of familiarity. I mean, it was really, it was an exciting way to study in terms of being able to sort of hear the different perspectives mm-hmm. of the people in our group and sort of how each person attacked each section of the body of knowledge. Um, and then we all chimed in, which was really neat. You know, one person would present, but the group would, you know, just really add their own you know, I- ideas and thoughts and information based mm-hmm. on experience because we all came from very different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Our, our study group also included eating a lot of cheese <laughs> yes. sure with each did. other. And drinking uh, wine or beer? Yeah, both. Yep, both. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell the audience, because they won't know, the, the list of topics. I saw it online on the ACS side. Uh, site. When they're talking about body of knowledge, this is what I guess the ACS committee deemed uh, that cheese professionals needed to know. So this is the list. Cheese making, ripening, cheese categories, cheese assessment, 
cheese storage and handling, distribution and transportation, marketing, cheese service, which is uh, when you serve cheese in a restaurant, nutrition, and regulations. That's a lot of different areas. Yes. <laughs> By the end, our study guide, I think, had ballooned out into a 75-page monstrosity mm-hmm. of a thing. Mm-hmm. Elena, what topics did you feel were your strengths and weaknesses going in? Well, I definitely knew more about the cheesemaking process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sort of everything contained within that, the the science behind what happens to, you know, bring milk to cheese. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I felt really confident in that, although there was still a lot for me to learn. And it was really fun to dive deep into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I felt less confident with the... Uh, the regulations and the there was a lot about importing that um, at least Amy and I you know we don't import cheeses in our current positions so that was more challenging for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. How about you, Amy? Um, challenging the nutrition and the cheese making. Surprisingly, the nutrition the both were very detailed and um, scientific. Scientific. Oh, I've always been bad at those. So I. You know, the cheese service presentation, retail best practices, um, those, those you know, I've had experience doing all of those things, so that, that wasn't so tricky. Mm-hmm. And was the group fairly well-rounded so that everyone had a different piece? Yeah. Should we shout out to our Yeah, our go ahead. Our yes, go ahead. So Paul from Consider Bardwell Farm um, does the all the green markets for Consider Bardwell and is the sales rep as well, so... He kind of had a cheese background that we didn't have because mm-hmm. he's with cheesemakers all the time. And then Dimitri from Casalula Wine and Cheese um, has the restaurant background. Mm-hmm. Um, Grace, my former coworker from Lucy's Way, was just in for the knowledge. Uh, she wasn't actually taking the exam, so I kind of had an assistant study buddy. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> um, and then um, Carlos Yascas joined us, and uh, he's just an all-around cheese expert. Mm-hmm. Cheese guru. Did you all pass? Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. Good. There were only four of us taking the exam. Okay. Amy, myself, Paul, and Dimitri, and we all Oh, so the through. other two were just in it for the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, might they take it in the future? Well, Carlos helped to develop the exam. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm not sure what his plans are. Yeah, I don't think he'll take it, but maybe his, his colleague and sister, Georgina, mm-hmm. will take it. Yeah. Okay, how how and what did you study? Did you have certain books? Did you go online? For my sections, I definitely... The book that I referred to the most was Paul Kinstead's book. The, um, I'm blanking on the entire title, American Farmstead Cheese. I can picture it. Right. Advisory. It's Advisory, Mateo yeah. in a hairnet exactly. on the cover. Mateo's on the cover with some little cheese molds. Um, so... That was the one that I referred to back time and time again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we did a lot of Googling. And mostly, I think, for me at least, it was about asking other professionals when I had questions. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I have a whole library at home. By the end of the studying, my my bookshelves were filled with cheese books, which was really fun mm-hmm. and nice to acquire those resources. But I think people were the most helpful for me. Okay. How about you? Did you use anything extra extra no i mean a lot of the 
you know, like import regulations and um, handle cheese handling and nutrition. That a lot of that was pretty easy to find on the internet. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the actual test experience like? <laughs> well, it was intense just because it was so long uh-huh. and there were so many people. Yeah. Right. It was 150 questions, correct? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. And three hours. But it wasn't necessarily the length of the exam that made it long. It was the designated time that we had to be in the room that was long. Right. Okay. We we were. Um, we all had to remain in the room for the three, the length of three hours. Oh, they didn't le- let you leave early. Right. And so that, I think, for me, required an, a, sh- a shocking amount of willpower to just stop taking the time. Yeah. You know, After stop you finished, reviewing. you had to do a little meditation time. Just close the computer. <laughs> not keep looking over the right. answers. You, right, and not to make your friend across the room laugh. And, you uh-huh. Know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a, a trial in patience, I think. But. And you were at the ACS meeting? Yeah, it was, it the, was, da- the, day it was the day before. before yeah. Did you both stay for the meeting? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. So you got the good part afterwards. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what was funny is that they had set up a congratulations reception for finishing taking the exam outside of our exam room, and we could hear them all celebrating before <laughs> we were excused. <laughs> Oh, that was probably the committee that was yeah, delighted yeah. that the test had happened. Right. The test had happened. Everyone we were was celebrating, <laughs> but we were still captive. <laughs> it was a big committee, and it met for many years. Mm-hmm. It was. I think that was something I didn't expect, which was really a pleasant surprise, was sharing in the excitement of that committee. Um, I, I hadn't really realized how much time and effort had gone into the test. I knew it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that, and I that's part of why I was really excited to be a part of it in its first year. But seeing the people who had worked on it, you know, Sue Sturman especially, her level of excitement and relief and enthusiasm was unbelievable. And that was fun to be a part of. Mm -hmm. I listened to the webinar this afternoon that you could have listened to before the test. Oh. That Mm. told you all the information about, you know, the computers and the number of questions and the type of questions. Mm -hmm. And it made me nervous. (laughs) Right. Just thinking about taking the test. I think the biggest thing was that that it was a big unknown. Yeah. Um, And if anything, perhaps we overstudied Mm -hmm. in terms of the depth of what we studied. Uh, and, And my advice to anybody who's taking it this year would be to really relate it back to the reality of working as a cheese professional, to relate every single thing in that body of knowledge to how does it relate to my daily work? Mm -hmm. Because that keeps it focused in a way that I think would be, would have been helpful for us to know. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, we, I, I feel like we learned so much and regardless of whether or not it was what we learned in our studying was if it was on the test or not, it was really valuable. Mm-hmm. Now, were you worried or confident after the test because you had to wait a long time to find out if you passed? <laughs> that was the worst. Yeah, How it, about you, I mean, worried because because it's the first exam of its kind. They did say there'd be like a curve, mm-hmm. or they not that there'd be a curve. I'm not sure, but that there might be certain questions that are thrown out if everyone misses them or if you know so it was you didn't know how many you had to get right to be able to pass Mm -hmm. I mean I could almost count the ones that I knew for sure that I missed and I was like oh that might be was there discussion afterwards there was discussion afterwards among yeah our study group Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how about you were you confident um, no, and my boyfriend can attest to the fact that <laughs> and for you had about to wait a month, till October. 
I think we found out about a month later, right? Was it one month? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One okay. month, I think. I think it was just not knowing what the criteria was to pass um, and kind of going over in your mind the exam. But mm-hmm. I felt good about, about it overall, I think. Okay, we have to take a break. This is Diane Stemple at Cutting the Curd. We'll be back soon. You're listening to Cut Quitting Time, sorry, on Cutting the Curd by Pamela Royal on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Today's program has been brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards and Sons. Edwards Suriano hams are aged to perfection for no less than 400 days and hickory smoked to achieve a deep mahogany color. The Edwards name is well known for its world-class aged and cured meats. Their exclusive curing and aging recipe produces a unique flavor profile that enhances the quality characteristics of Berkshire pork. Optimum amounts of pure white fat marbling contribute to a flavor that's a delicate, perfect balance between sweet and salty. For more information, visit www.surreyfarms.com. Hello, this is Diane Stemple. You're listening to Cutting the Curd. My guests are Amy Thompson and Elena Santigate, and we're talking about the American Cheese Society's Cheese Professional Test. I just have a few more questions before we segue into Thanksgiving cheese ideas. Are you enjoying having a CCP? I noticed you, Elena, have it on your email (laughs) with the little trademark TM sign, which Mm -hmm. is very cool. So are you enjoying it? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's a really fun uh, conversation piece with customers, Mm -hmm. uh, especially it seems like the people I work with in restaurants – for our wholesale business are interested in it. But mm-hmm. customers who are doing, you know, private events and stuff like that, it's it's really doing what I think everybody hoped it would do in terms of putting a stamp of approval on this profession as something, you know, in the 
realm of a sommelier or mm-hmm. it formalizes yeah, it. Yeah, and it, it that's been really fun. Um, I, I mean, I think wave the flag, you yeah, know, pass yeah. the exam and tell everyone <laughs> about it. So I'm very proud of that. Great. And I Great. haven't done much with my badge that they sent me. Oh, but. okay, okay. <laughs> How about you, Amy? Um, I have not put it on my email signature yet, but yeah, I did. I, I did post some pictures of the badge and the pen and it's great and I do talk about it when I'm helping customers but mm-hmm. I I agree with Elena like run with it I just haven't put it on my right. email signature yet. I think it's really good for the industry to have a formalized test to give a seal of approval to certain people um, okay now do you feel it will further your career and how would you advise others I don't, I don't know what the next step in my career is, but I do think that it gives my current position um, a little more, you know, focus and weight in terms of job security and, um, you know, professional level. And so, you know, it's hard in our growing industry to figure out, you know, how do you move up in where mm-hmm. do you go next and what kind of experiences do you need and what kind of background should you have? And so I think this is kind of like now I know, you know, I've been certified. Right, so that right. means something in our industry uh, for everyone who pays attention to the American Cheese Society. And I think that is a, a good number of people in our industry. So I think it'll translate. You know, if I move to another city, I would people would understand in this in the mm-hmm. cheese community. And I think they took such care in creating the test and making it so serious that they have helped further the reputation of the of the initials. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, for me, I think also I think it's exciting for people who work for me who are coming in to cheese maybe as their first cheese job or their second to think about to see some trajectory. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's how I felt about it at first and. I think it's always good to kind of imagine your next few steps, and I hope at least that it inspires people who are just coming, you know, getting their foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so let's move on to Thanksgiving plans. Now, both of you work at cheese shops with almost all American cheese, and it is an American holiday Thanksgiving. So what are you recommending if a customer comes up and says, I want to buy some cheese for Thanksgiving, what do you recommend? Amy, you want to go first? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's, I say, good thing you're here at a cheese counter with all American artisan <laughs> cheeses because it's an American holiday. But, you know, it's, I really, it's usually a mixed crowd on hol- on Thanksgiving and you really have to know your, your crowd. For these people, you know, they want to impress and they want to share their favorite cheeses and delicious food with their friends and family. But, you know... Their friends and family might not like the the same cheese as they do. So I'm I'm usually when my when I advise people I'm a little more cautious. You know maybe don't take a washed rind this time, but um, definitely get a blue because people like to experiment with that. I love really savory cheeses for Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. you know Landaff and um, the Bent River Camembert and always Cabot cloth bound cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> But we just have have to say that we just got um, the Asher Blue from Sweetgrass Dairy. Oh, that's on my list. Uh oh, uh oh. I knew we'd have an overlap. Okay. (laughs) How about you, Elena? 
Um, well, one cheese that we're especially excited about at Beecher's, um, and also, again, we have an all-American cheese case of about 75 different cheeses from all over the country, um, which we get really psyched about, uh, including the cheeses that we make at mm-hmm. Beecher's, which is our sort of unique spin on uh, an all-American cheese shop. One cheese that we have, we've just released. On, I, it landed in my store on uh, Wednesday of last week. It's called Yule Casa, which means Christmas cheese. Hmm. And it is actually a variation of our flagship, our original flagship cheese, um, aged. Uh, it's, we have flagship reserve, which is aged in a cloth-bound, um, similar to Cabot, uh, cloth-bound cheddar, actually. And... Um, Basically, with Yule Casa, it is then, after about 13 months of aging, it's soaked in red wine and honey. Oh, my. Uh, so it's a fun cheese. It's a, you know, it's crossed between a cheddar and a gruyere. It's what does it look like? It, does... it has a reddish rind. It okay. looks uh, like, you know, a cheese for the holidays. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's delicious. I actually think it's amazing at the end of the Thanksgiving meal with an apple pie. You know, if mm-hmm. you're having apple pie... A little wedge of our Yule Casa is kind of an awesome pairing. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a big one that we're excited about at Beecher's. And then I I tend to steer people kind of away from soft cheeses for Thanksgiving because I think that they usually go hand in hand with bread. And as uh, as we know, bread fills you up, and you know that people was can my question. kind yeah. of slather them on. So I I tend to suggest harder cheeses that you can just have on their own and. Um, not get too filled up. Well, that's the question. Do you eat cheese before the meal on Thanksgiving and risk filling up? Mm-hmm. Or do you serve it before dessert, European style? What would you recommend? I'd say both. I'd say <laughs> yeah. it's a day of grazing. Just put it all out there and uh-huh. let people pick when they eat it. You know, mm-hmm. I think people might taste one or two cheeses before dinner, but then it's still there afterwards mm-hmm. and they might put it on their dessert plate as well. That's great. A good, that's a good suggestion. I think for uh, a good thing to remember is about pacing with Thanksgiving. If well, you're hanging around, it's good to remember, but it's not always easy to right. do. That's very true. Um, and one thing that I think can get away from people is that if they're hanging around before the meal begins and they're not snacking on something, but they do have that glass of champagne or wine. Um, then you can get a little ahead of yourself in terms of what kind of alcohol you're consuming. So I think cheese is a nice thing to nibble on. Oh, to, at, to, to sort control of the give yourself something in your stomach <laughs> uh, since you probably haven't eaten much all day um, and not to f- not feel too full also. Mm-hmm. You know, a few nibbles of a harder cheese can, mm-hmm. can tide you over. That's true. Do you find much of a request for cooking with cheese? Oh, yes. Okay. People are, are coming to the counter with their recipes. Oh, mm-hmm. and what are they yeah. asking for? Um, you know, they're, what I'm, I need a, this kind of cheese to grade in my salad that I'm making. And what I love is, um, well, I've done the Cabot cloth pound cheddar in a, in a kale salad. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, if you're going to do roasted Brussels sprouts, just about any cheese could go mm-hmm, amazing right. on top of that. Mm-hmm. True. How about you? Have you found a... Um, request for cooking with cheese? Yeah, sort of a similar thing. Some A lot of people have been requesting fresh cheeses to mix in with whatever they're cooking or to put on a salad. And In that case, I usually steer people toward um, Karen's Brebis Blanche at Three Corner Field Farm, which is a fresh sheep's milk mm-hmm. cheese, which is a little different from what, you know, if people have a chef in mind, I, I like to say, well, try sort of that fresh sheep's milk version of that mm-hmm. um, and try mix something Mix it up new. a little. Yeah. 
So that's one thing. And then people are always looking for cheddar. I think, um, again, our, it's, we're lucky at Beechers to have an in-house cheddar that we're really proud of and excited about um, with our original flagship. And that one kind of goes a long way toward going in your pie crust or mm. you know melting or yeah. next to your pie or next to your pie mm-hmm. or um, melting in whatever it is you're ma- making so that's a great go-to for us mm-hmm. any other recommendations for thanksgiving well there's always those cheeses that are the wow cheeses we've got rush creek reserve we've got harbison mm-hmm. um we've got uh the lead yard from mm. Meadowood Farms. Mm. So two weeks ago, Veronica Pedranza was on the radio. She's making sheep smoked cheese upstate New York in Casanova. Elena and I were lucky to take a road trip together oh, to great. see the cheese production. Yeah, it was amazing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like a Robiola style wrapped in grape leaves, luscious, creamy sheep cheese. So that would be more of a fancy cheese to start the day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I mean, it kind of presents itself. It's very festive right. with a little ribbon and the leaves. It's very beautiful to just Mm -hmm. have on the plate during Mm -hmm. the meal. Hmm. Um, And I also think right now at Beecher's we have Pleasant Ridge Extra Reserve, which I'm very excited about. Well, we have Um, Tarantay's two years. Oh, well, there you go. So we could each offer people protein (laughs) crystals to give them that toothsome, you know, sought-after texture. Uh, We're very excited about the Pleasant Ridge Extra Reserve. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of an American treat Right. In terms of an American classic. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I think that wraps it up for this week. I want to thank Joe, my engineer, Joe Galarraga, for his help. And next week, we'll be interviewing, I'll be interviewing cheesemonger artists, people combining a cheese career with an either old or new artistic pursuit. Uh, this is Diane Stemple on Cutting the Curd. You can find us on heritageradionetwork.org, archived, where you can get us in a podcast or iTunes on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanks, Thanksgiving. Diane. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>